This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN. And you're listening to One Night Stand. And you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Hey, c'est condition ça qui t'est passé. Just One Night Stand. Avant toute bagaille t'est commencé. One Night Stand. Pensez que c'est ton This is One Night Stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. What up, Night Nation? It's Space Game Week. On today's show, we recap the 65-21 loss at Cincinnati. Do a little preview on Memphis and the Space Game. Got some big Built by UCF updates. As always, Money Moo's picks, Moo's mailbag. Speaking of, I'm here with... Money Moo, UCF, rolled into Cincy to face the number three team in the country, Quarterback Mikey Keene found Brandon Johnson for 16 yards for the first watch, first score. Congratulations to Neil Stagner and Dylan Clark for both guessing 12 yards. It was one of the only highlights on the day for the Knights as we were simply outmatched by the Bearcats. Knights fall to 3-3 three and three and lose 56-21. Yeah, uh, kind of what we expected, I guess I would say. Uh, I had some optimism. I was saying it all weekend. It was kind of like the running phrase of the weekend. I was like, I just want to be in the mix. I just want to be in the mix. And unfortunately, we were never really in the mix. We start off the game with, I think, six, one, two, three, four, five, six straight punts. All those three and outs besides one. We really just couldn't get it going. Cincinnati, I mean, we couldn't stop their, their rush. We couldn't stop it at all. And that was kind of the game, you know, obviously we had a couple interceptions. Um, Bowser really couldn't get going. Some special teams blunders. Uh, I, I wish it had been closer. Not really that surprised. Uh, I'm glad we scored a little bit. So it didn't look as bad as it was just like optics. I mean, if you remember, we beat them Ritter's freshman year, 2017, 51, 23, that game was not as close as the score either. That's actually the one where they quit after the Lightning in like the fourth quarter. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. On to Memphis. Every game this year is going to be a struggle. Moo, what were your thoughts from watching this at home? Yeah, first regular season loss for UCF by more than one score in almost five years. You have to go back to 2016. Uh, we didn't run the ball enough, I think. Bowser, clearly not 100%. Uh, he just didn't have that pop that he had in the first couple of games. I think the defense giving up 56 points, I, I think we played okay. You know, we came in with a game plan to stop Ritter, you know, stop Desmond Ritter. We weren't going to have Desmond Ritter beat us and he was pretty unimpressive, but then again, he didn't have to do a lot with handing the ball off to Jerome Ford, who kind of ran all over us. So. I think the tackling was not not terrible. Um, you know, it, it's hard to take away positives from a 56-21 loss, but I think we've talked about it and we found a few. You know, Mikey Keene, I think he did well. As a freshman quarterback in that type of environment, which, by the way, hats off to the Cincy fans. I, I think that they are trying. were trying to copy, you know, an environment like they saw in the bounce house a few years ago. And I think they did a good job, especially for a noon game. I wasn't, 
Uh, I didn't think that they would they would really come out that much. So hats off to them. But um, overall, I think Mikey Keene did well. There was a few mistakes, uh, but that's going to happen as a freshman. Pulling it forward to maybe the third quarter, there was one throw that I was super impressed with. And it was one of those throws that kind of made me sit back in my chair and was like, ah, okay, we're going to be all right with this kid. You know, even though we were down, you know, five, six touchdowns, he was still looking through the progressions and made a great throw. I think it was to Amari Johnson. I'm not quite sure, but it was, it was a play on the run thrown across his body and, you know, hit it. Just that one throw made me think that like, okay, what? It's solid. If you know? he can make plays like that all the time, more consistently, he can be a really good quarterback. I agree with you. One other thing that really stood out to me about him was, you know, the pick six, that stunk. It's our third one of the season. What can you do? But, you know, he comes right back out. We charge down the field and score a touchdown. He was unfazed by that. And, you know, that's that's it's tough. I mean, it's hard not to be down on yourself when something like that happens. And he was unfazed. You have to have, you know – uh, you can't harp on the past like that. It's like golfing. Like you have a bit, a bad hole. I know I do it. I, I keep thinking like the whole rest of the match, like, Oh, why did I shank that one? It's messing up my score. That's over. You have to be able to clear your head and just play to the best of your ability for, you know, the rest of the game and not let that mistake affect your confidence or your decision-making. And I think he did that, you know, charged down the field and scored a touchdown. So, you know, between that and that really nice throw on the run, I mean, there's some good things to, to take out of this. That's one thing that I've really noticed about this team is that they don't give up and they don't quit. Talk about a player first punt of the game, Andrew Osteen, eight yards. You Oof. know, <laughs> it happens, man. But was that you, was that tipped? By, we couldn't figure it out. It in looked person. like there may have been a hand on it, but it, it wasn't it didn't seem like it I don't know. We couldn't it, tell couldn't, from the game and I went on the message boards and no one can really decide on there yeah. either. So Regardless, I, I think the punt got out late. I don't know. But even after that punt, you know, he still averaged forty-five for the game, which is above, one. which is a, with the eight-yard punt. It's above average. So you could be down on yourself. He hung in there. Yeah, he knew he was going to have a pretty busy day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be real. But you know, in the end, I, I felt pretty terrible at the end of the game. But theoretically, if you're the number, the only teams that should beat the number three team in the country is the one and the two and we're neither of those yeah and we're not clearly not even close i mean we just squeaked out a win against ecu ecu is like not even remotely close to as good as cincinnati so as expected i guess some other things from the game experience a lot of people said this on social media very very hospitable fans as expected in the midwest Everyone was super cool inviting us into their tailgates for food and drinks. Uh, and there was like a big group of like 12 to 15 of us at times. And everyone was super nice. The city's awesome. A lot of really, really cool spots. The Friday happy hour get together at Rheingeist was cool. I'm definitely looking forward to making this a semi-annual, biannual tradition every other year. Um the away game at Cincinnati, especially you know, with the war on I four looking like it's coming to at least a temporary end, this is going to be our new rival. Um, so, you know, mixed thoughts about this on social media, but I'm rooting for them. I think it'll be awesome. Maybe get to the playoff and then lo- now, because then if they lose, everyone's like, oh, they shouldn't have been there. But 
that doesn't matter because we're going to be in a power conference here pretty soon. So I don't know. Another thing too is, you know, things got kind of ugly on social media when McKenzie was saying that 17 UCF would have beat 2021 Cincy. They had some kind of fans saying a lot of really not nice stuff, but every fan base has those. It's friggin' anonymous accounts. That is not a representation. At least that's not who I saw at the game at all. Everyone was super, super nice. Even though they were beating the crap out of us, I didn't hear a single foul word from everyone. Um, really cool experience. Highly recommend going to the next Cincy game for any listening, uh, if you if you can make it. So overall, um, not the outcome we wanted, kind of the outcome we expected, but it is what it is. We're on to Memphis, space game week, and, uh, you know, every game's going to be a battle from here on out. Yeah, short week. Um Friday, 7 o'clock, ESPN2 game. I don't know. I, I really don't know what to say about this Memphis team. Um, four and three. Three of their losses, pretty bad, to Texas San Antonio, who now, surprisingly, is like an undefeated team. Now they're ranked. Haven't really played anybody, but still. They're not um, bad. If you're 7-0, and oh, you're not yeah. a bad team. You might not be great, but. Lost a Temple by a field goal on the road and lost to Tulsa by a score on the road. Their most recent game, they beat Navy 35-17. I've watched a couple of their games. It's pretty much like same old Memphis that we know. Defense sucks. Uh, they're the gonna put, they, they run the ball a lot. They, they have a decent quarterback, so the offense is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the defense is still terrible. Just depends on what memphis team shows up you know the one that beat mississippi state or the one that lost to temple or tulsa well everyone loses to we tulsa, don't know I guess. but i do know memphis is definitely a different team on the road much less of a team on the road so as long as we pack the stands and the friday night game is a lot better than the thursday you know oh yeah you have nothing to do on saturday nope nothing to do there's only a few what is there three more home games Four more. We've got this one. We've got UConn, and we've got Tulane. Tulane and USF. So four more. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, you said it, it depends on what Memphis team shows up. Depends on what UCF team shows up. And, you know, we're kind of due for a banger. Some big plays, you know. It's been a while. So, you know, I think Mikey Keene's going to keep getting better every week. Home field is going to be huge for us. We really need all the help we can get. I think that'll really get the energy on defense going. We still have a lot of key pieces playing on defense. Not a great showing, but again, it was a really good Cincinnati team. So, you know, this is one of those games where literally any outcome would not surprise me. Not There's nothing off the table. It could be a boring game with a that's sloppy. It could be like maybe, well, no, probably not like a defensive. I don't know. I mean, you know, ECU is only 20 to 16. Memphis is... uh Offense is a little better, but anything could happen. Maybe we could, you know, 40 to 12 them again, like 2017, the first game. Who knows? We got to show up, support this team, be loud, space game. The uniforms are awesome. You, you saw those? Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. It goes back to the what game or what team is actually going to show up for UCF. And it comes down to, I got to tell you, it comes down to the play calling. I'm still <laughs> not really hyped about what uh what kind of plays are being called like i wanted more running the ball barely did that um i wanted more sc- screens the couple screen 
Johnny Richardson, 35 yard. If you get the ball in Johnny's hands in open space, he can make a play. Yep. When you hand it to him like behind the line of scrimmage. Well, he he was doing good, you know, on the handoffs against Louisville, but you know, going back to this, it's like and the screens is a different story, but if they're stacking the box, daring you to throw the ball, you gotta throw the ball. You just you know, it's a numbers game. It's an X's and O's. And if you know the X's and O's aren't there, you gotta do the other thing. But I would like to see him throw the ball deep more. But maybe they were playing on like a really, really soft back defense where that wasn't there. Again, this is stuff that football people know. I just don't. Like, it's hard for me to watch. One thing I didn't like, and again, it might have been like a numbers thing, is that I think six out of the first eight drives, I think we started off with the pass. You know, that doesn't go right, and then you end up in second at long, so then you have to pass. And it's a lot of pressure to put on the quarterback, but again, I don't know what they're seeing, so... It is what it is, but I'm with you there. And one one way to, to counter that is if they are guarding the run, they've got a lot of guys in the box, counter it with the screen pass. That'll always work. So who knows? You know, I don't know. No one's perfect. But speaking of that, though, I mean, people are calling for Gus's head already. And it's like, first of all, you got to give a guy two years. But with all these injuries and stuff, like, I mean, yeah, maybe the play calling wasn't the best, but even if the play calling was like exactly perfect, what do we score? One more touchdown, maybe? I mean, it, the game of outcome wouldn't have been affected. We didn't lose that game because of play calling. That game was not close. People say, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. They're like, we should have hired Levy or the Georgia OC. Yeah, let's hire another coordinator that's going to be use us as a stepping stone for two or three years and then leave. You know, Gus wants to stay here. You know, if we're having this conversation in three years and we're still kind of doing crappy or we're doing exactly this bad, this season, but there's no injuries, maybe that's a conversation we can have. But let's be real, guys. I mean, give the guy some time. But I get it. You know, knee-jerk reactions. I'm full of them. I just, I, I, after all these injuries and, and, you know, some of these losses, it's like I don't have high expectations anymore. I've just accepted it. And I think we should as a fan base too. This is now a re- rebuild season. It might not have been, but it definitely is now. So it is what it is. Yeah, we just need to get healthy. Yeah. You look at the people that we lost, you know, if Jalen Robinson is running out for passes, who's on him? It's going to be Ahmad Gardner. That frees up Ryan O'Keefe. That mm-hmm. frees up Amari Johnson. That frees up Brandon Johnson. I mean, yeah. arguably, you look at Jay Flash, obviously Bowser not 100%. Dylan, Clea Davis, I mean, four out of like our top probably six players are out. What do you do? I mean, at a certain point, there's really nothing you can do, especially against the number three, now number two team in the country. Really not many options there. One yeah. one good thing, Brandon Adams, is that his name? Yeah. Brandon yeah. Adams has been playing really, really well. Absolutely. Definitely some, you know, some bright spots like we talked about earlier. Um, he was our highest rated defender this week. He's been playing really well. Just constantly always making plays. Uh, really, really nice. A nice bright spot amongst, you know, kind of not uh, in a season where there's not many stars shining, I guess. No, we just got to look to the next one and start to reload. I think Gus has done a good job of getting a, a great recruiting class in here, and, it, and it's yeah. some of his own recruits that he can really start building his tenure exactly. here at UCF. Exactly. And, you know, again, Gus as a whole, I think he's doing a, a good job considering everything. Even if you're not happy with what's happened on the field, which a lot of that you can't just completely control as a head coach, has to do with the opponent and injuries, but... He's killing them recruiting, at least compared to the last regime. So there's a lot more than just this single season. Like, I, I can get why you're pissed at him 
for certain things that have happened this season. But big picture, I think we're in a really good spot overall. I mean, it's par for the course, too. Like, every fan base complains about the coach. Minus, like, maybe two or three in the whole country. Someone posted this (laughs) after uh, A&M beat Bama. There was a bunch of people on the Bama message board saying, Saban's checked out. We got to fire him. He's (laughs) over the hill. We can't be having all these losses. They just won the national championship, and they put together one of the best rosters we've ever seen. (laughs) That stuff's going to happen. It's going to happen in every fan base, and I guess you can't get worked up about it. Very sick of the anonymous Twitter accounts, even though I used to be one of your take's so bad about football, you can't put your face behind it. Your employer's not going to fire you because you're like, oh, fire Gus Malzahn. You know, you can, you can put that on a public account. You're not going to get in trouble. But I think these people are just too afraid to back their opinions with their actual face. Not like there's any repercussions, but uh, anyway. All right, let's go back to the space game a little bit. Memphis, I saw, I think they opened even now, maybe favored by two or three. Thoughts on that? Yeah, right That's now the cur- current line, UCF minus two, still favored hmm. <laughs> somehow. Um, so you go back to my projected betting lines. I put this out weekly on Twitter. Nailed it. Pretty much there. I had UCF minus three um, in my projected line. If you go back to the beginning of the season – I had this as UCF minus 13, obviously, before, you know, a couple losses and the injuries. So I think that the Vegas line is starting to catch up on, you know, the injuries and, you know, just the play on the field. Nights one and five against the spread this year. Woof. Typically, though, uh, once the markets do catch up, they want to try to have every uh, team kind of be like six and six. You know, against the spread on yeah, the yeah, because people are going to start betting against us now because we're one and five, and then that'll catch up. So they want us to start covering, right? So minus two UCF. My power ranks do show UCF should be minus three, so it's only one point of value. Going to say no bet, no bet on this one again this I mean, week. I feel like this game's a fifty-fifty in my opinion, so that's a no yeah. bet for me. For I mean, I will say that my predictions on the spread have been pretty good. I did yeah. go back a few weeks saying that, you know, the ECU line was definitely in favor of ECU, even though I never bet Nailed it. against the team. Same thing happened here against Cincinnati. Nailed I had it. Cincinnati as like a 26-point favorite. That would have won you some money, unfortunately. Um, but this one, I think it's pretty much right on the money could go at either way right on the money i I could see us carrying obarski off the field with a nice 50 some yarder kind of like maddie wright yeah that uh i guess we could do some nights in the nfl real quick why not obviously everyone saw the jags game the london game the 9 a.m game kind of an ugly game back and forth interesting decision by urban meyer the Jags were up 17-13 with like fourth and three on like the 10. They decided to go for it instead of kicking a field goal to go up seven. But in turn, that ended up with Matty Wright with a 54-yarder to tie it with under five minutes left. That kick was nuts. It was like 
it was Maddie right, and then it was Maddie left through the goalpost. Yeah, even the announcer was like, nope. nope. And then he did a, or some weird noise. <laughs> that was awesome. Even the dol- there was a Dolphins guy that, like, right when he turned around after trying to uh, block it or something, he put his hands in the air like, oh, yeah, there's no way that's going in. <laughs> then it hooked in, and then, obviously, the game winner, as time expired, from 53 to win it. That was awesome to see. First kicker in NFL history to make two field goals of 50 yards or more in the last five minutes of a game. Pretty awesome. Also, his career long in college was only 50. So, unreal. Absolutely unreal by Matty Wright. Great to see him. Matt Prater, also 3-for-3 in field goals on the day. He's obviously a future Hall of Famer, built by UCF guy. People are saying, is UCF the new kicker you? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think 7% of the NFL is UCF kickers now. Something is like that. there another college team that has two NFL kickers right now? Uh, no, but wait. I feel like uh, kickers are like all over the place. You know, the, there's nowhere in the NFL are like, oh, everyone out of <laughs> Auburn is a kicker. They, you, know? you know, Miami cranks them out. Um, I know that I think Florida State had... Dustin Aguayo and somebody else. Sebastian Janikowski. And I think uh, Janikowski, Dustin Dustin Hopkins, who's good. And I think one other person, too. So maybe Florida's just the hotbed of kickers. I don't know. Although I don't think Janikowski's from Florida. I think he's from, like, Europe or something. Well, yeah, but he went went to Florida State. (laughs) Yeah, he went to Florida State. So one other notable Knights in the UCF or (laughs) Knights in the NFL – Ted Gallon traded by the Cards to the Eagles with a fifth-round pick in exchange for Zach Ertz. I don't know if that's good. I mean, I don't know if it's bad that they're trading him this early into his rookie year or if it's good that, like, the Eagles think of him as a commodity. I don't know how to how to take that. But, yeah, he was traded to the Eagles. And also Tristan Hill should be back in, like, a week or two, I've heard. So Cowboys looking good. Squeaked out that game against the Patriots. Patriots always play tough, obviously. Uh, Dallas could be Super Bowl contender. So, good nights in the NFL. Yeah, that was a tough one for me to watch just because, you know, I do like the Patriots and having CeeDee Lamb on the fantasy team. It was like a, wait, go in, no, don't, no. (laughs) I don't know. What do you want to win more, the Patriots or your fantasy team? Fantasy. Exactly. So, root for the dang Cowboys. Uh, All right. Now it's time for our favorite segment, Money Moves Picks of the Week. Was feeling pretty good late afternoon uh, on Saturday. Was 2-0, and winner with Fresno State, easy over Wyoming. And Pitt looks like a really special team. Kenny Pickett, they got a great run game, great defense, go into Virginia Tech and take down the Hokies. Uh, after then- that... <laughs> Went to dinner, was like feeling pretty good, you know, 2-0, and and then go back, check my phone, TCU lost, Boise State lost, Tennessee lost, so ended up 2-3 and three with my mega five-teamer uh, last week, so... Tennessee, you, Tennessee under hit, remember what I said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the total. That, was, that total was yeah, way yeah. too high, come on, get out of here, so... I mean, all three losses were pretty close, T- Tennessee was in it the whole time, Boise State was in it the whole time. TCU almost backdoored. Pretty, pretty um, much 5-0. and oh. But anyway. 
All that right, brings well, my yearly record to five, seven, and one. Not great, but not terrible. You're right there. there. I mean, one this year in college has been crazy. So yeah, you never know. Blame it on the pandemonium. Gave you five picks last week. Going back to the one pick the quality for, for this week. <laughs> so you never know. I already told you that there's a no bet on the Memphis game. I would strongly look at the total of the game, which right now is 63. I think our defense has been playing better, and I think our offense is still probably going to struggle a little bit. I think it's going to be more one of those grinded-out games like the ECU game was. So I look to play the under 63. Not an official pick, but definitely a lean. That's a lot of That's a lot of points. So it's gonna, this be, week, it's gonna be like fifty two, fifty one. No, <laughs> my it wouldn't surprise me though. My official pick is gonna be Virginia minus seven against Georgia Tech. Look, Georgia Tech, Jeff Sims, same old team they were from last year. Can't score. UVA is actually on a three game win streak, and I think they finally figured things out. Quarterback Brennan Armstrong. I'm taking the Cavaliers minus seven in Charlottesville against Georgia Tech. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Virginia, decent. Georgia Tech, not decent. Seems all right. I might buy the half. We'll see. But Straight what, analysis. How much How much value did you see in that pick? How many udders of confidence do we have? <laughs> that was a five. So normally I don't give an official pick of six but until there's six points of value. But like I said earlier. Got to look at the circumstances. The too, markets, though. the numbers going, you know, throughout the season as it gets deeper into the season the numbers start squeezing tighter and tighter and tighter and they start really honing in on like the tightness right (laughs) well they start really honing in like how these teams should be valued and they get to a point where their numbers are so good their calculations are so good to where it's tough to find value you got to really start looking at like the matchups and the, the situations it's like ucf in 17 we were just blowing out the spreads every game and it they didn't really catch on until like week six or seven mm-hmm. and it was free money up until then yeah. i remember so um, a lot of there was a lot of free money so all right what was your one pick virginia minus seven versus georgia tech let's get, get that, that money an in-studio one if you guys didn't notice by now yeah been a while since i've been been in the studio. I know we've both been crazy busy. Um, it's good, good work, to have play, you. everything, everything. Baby coming up soon. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Uh, all right. Last up, we've got questions. Huge response this week since I put the tweet out about thirty minutes ago. First up, we've got UCF MSU Clemson. How much does Mikey throw the ball on Friday? Um, probably a lot. They want to get him some more reps. I know that for sure. And, um, not going to lie. We may be down (laughs) at one point in this game. (laughs) So no, I, I think the run game needs to get established in order for the passing game to work. Look, I feel as though there were a lot of, and it could be, you know, since Cincinnati has one of the best defenses in the country, there was a ton of times where he had, looks to throw and it just wasn't there Mm -hmm. either he wasn't seeing it 
which I don't think is the case, or it was just co- covered yeah. a lot of coverage. So you know what? Better than forcing the ball. Yeah, I always say, uh, what can you do? I'm with you there. You know, I think this will be. You know, ECU. Wait, no. This is a fourth start. Navy, ECU. I mean, he's got to be getting better every week. The Memphis defense is not nearly as good as Cincinnati's. So combine that with, you know, I think he's improving week to week. I think there'll be some openings, you know. I think there'll be chances. We'll see what happens. But he's definitely going to be throwing the ball, I mean, a decent amount. I have a feeling that this is just going to be one of those games where there's just a ton of plays run on both sides. But we'll see what happens. Is it good if he throws a lot? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we're down. I don't know. But, I mean, everyone went crazy because, you know, a few minutes before the game, they're like, oh, Bowser's back, Bowser's back. I just didn't see it. I didn't see the pop. He tried to do the best he could, but... When you're a punishing runner, I mean, so it's one thing if you're like a a shifty guy like Johnny Rockets, which would be hard to, you know, if you got a hurt knee, it's still tough, but it's a little different. Like, when you're a physical runner... And you've got a bruised knee, which is apparently like immensely painful. It's tough to be yourself. Like you're knowing every time you're gonna get hit, and it's probably gonna really, really, really hurt extra. So it's tough to be yourself, I think. But yeah, I guess props to him for going out there and trying. And uh, again, that none of these things be like Bowser at 100 percent is not gonna change the outcome. None. There was no certain thing you could point to. Special no. teams, whatever. Well, at least for at least for Cincy. But if he was if he was a hundred percent, he would have been out there first play. And guess he guess what? He wasn't. It, wasn't. it was Johnny. It was. So I, I think they tried to slowly bring him back, just Mix give him, him in. some reps, and he just didn't look like the same guy. Yeah, nothing you can do. So it'll be interesting. This would be a good. I'm I'm excited for this game. It'll be a good game. Hopefully, we come out on top. You know what? Worst case, at least we look good. Those uniforms are awesome. Really like what they did this year. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> you golf this weekend? I heard you're finally not having to aim 45 degrees left to hit the ball in the fairway. You got rid of the slice. That is correct. I I, I found my stroke. I, I was I was crushing him out there um, with DJ Pav and his little bro. Leo. And um, yeah, it, it it feels good to finally hit the ball and it not go the more you directly play, left or right. The more you play, <laughs> the better you get. But then this is the worst part is when you think you're improving and then just all out of nowhere you just the slice comes back and you you don't think you're doing anything different or you just like literally can't hit an iron, which has happened to me recently. Like the regression is what really pisses you off at golf. You're in like the honeymoon yeah. phase where oh, you're just yeah. sorting you're out just, the I details. I just did this Ten, 10 minutes ago, and then... Yep, <laughs> but uh, good to see that. Also, one thing I left out, Knights in the NFL, Latavius Murray, another touchdown for the Ravens. He's looking awesome. That's his fourth one on the season. Definitely great to see him in a new home. And the Ravens might be... I mean, they're definitely a top three or four team in the NFL. They just smoked a, a good Chargers team. Uh, great NFL season so far. It's the best, it's the best sporting product out there. There's the parody... You know, the teams you think are good aren't always good. The sleeper teams. And, uh, yeah, it's been a fun season so far. Hey, have you been watching uh, our our time? Um, no. it's <laughs> I, I've just honestly I've been behind. Uh, the last one I watched was, I think, the – I watched the ECU one. So I need to watch – no, I watched the Louisville one. I need to watch ECU, and then oh, okay. we'll, have, we'll have one this week. I, I mean, I, it's, good, it's good TV, but I will say, you know, a lot of people, especially on Twitter – we're talking about how 
you know, moved and emotional they kind of got with this last episode. Yeah. It's pretty sad, man. That's that's what I've heard. I, I haven't been able to bring myself to to watch it yet. And not a, not in a hurry to, but I will. I will. The you one- know, it's good. It, it, it's a little bit less production quality than like a hard knocks, I understand. You know, a the little budget. bit. The episodes just end. Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> it's that, weird. I feel like they they cut the last like two or three seconds off. Like they were about to say something else. Just, just say like, something to like give us some closure. Like yeah. the, the first episode, I'm like, is this over? And then it just says like our time. But you know what? It's better than nothing. And it's it's nice to to get some insight. I like how they're you know letting us in and giving us a glimpse of stuff yeah. we would normally not see. It's really cool as a fan base to to see what goes on and you know behind the scenes. I like Netflix better. I think it's better production quality. Um, By far. It's just done way better. It's just, but it's not on... It, it's The only thing cool about our time is that, say, hey, we have our own ESPN show. Well, that... And it's cool how they just, like, have, like, scenes that wouldn't be as... You know, Netflix is a very dramatic production. And, like, you know, watching uh, DG get his hair cut, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff wouldn't be there. That's the fun part. You kind of get yeah. to know the players' personalities a little bit. And, you know, like Bowser on the the training table, like that's not going to be in our time. Or like, like DG ordering a salad from the like <laughs> chef dude that knew his name. And yeah, all that. just, you know, the little the little stuff. So, you know, they're they're different. They're different. They're both they're both good. So it's definitely cool to say we have a, uh, a ESPN show. Um, meanwhile, to the West, USF blows an 11 point fourth quarter lead. Oof. Versus Tulsa, bringing them to I don't know one and one and five. I don't think they've beaten a Division One team in it's almost like, three years. Ouch. Well, so this year they, I forgot who they beat this year. I think it was FAMU. Last year, only win was Citadel. <laughs> so two, literally like 2019, I think was the last time that. Yeah, they beat FAMU. They're showing a little signs of improvement. I they no, got they're not. Timmy McLean has Did looked, you see how many people were in the stand? They had like four people at the game. Yeah, that was bad. bad. And that was not like the, the what we used to do was like someone would take a picture fifteen minutes before kickoff when especially in Florida, like no one goes to their seat that much early at a noon game. And then it would fill up a little bit. This no, was this, the teams were on the field I know. playing a game in ah, front of four people. It's bad over there. It's bad, but we better not lose to them this year. I'll tell you what, man, because they're gonna they're gonna bring it. You know they're gonna bring it. That saves their season they have right nothing there. Nothing to lose. That nothing. saves their season right there. It's been what four years since they beat us. Sixteen. It'll be almost five years by the time the game kicks off, or almost exactly. That's our Super Bowl. That's it. I don't care about Louisiana Tech and the Cure Bowl, even <laughs> I don't if either. we make it. This I, is our Super Bowl. Hey, it's our time, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, got anything else? Nope. See you guys at the Space Game. Uh, they just dropped some new merch. It's uh, kind of cool, but it's like... I talked about this last week. Fanatics. So if it's not a dry-fit Nike shirt, it's a very, very cheap cotton T-shirt that they just stamp a Nike thing on. And when you wash it, one, it shrinks a whole size, and... Two, the stitching gets all shriveled up. So I'm not spending 35 bucks on that. But uniforms look cool. Hopefully, I'm sure they'll do some kind of auction or whatever. Uh, really, really neat. With like the sh- You notice the shuttle on the collar? 
No. Oh, the collar's like well, shaped like a again. shuttle, like the, the you know the weird curve of the nose. It's like that. It's really really oh, cool. That's cool. A little less blue, but I like it. They're changing it up. We've kind of had the same theme with different colors the last few years. We changed the numbering to the the squares, each one being a space mission. Neat stuff. So, hey, you know, you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, play good, they pay good, or whatever. So, <laughs> nil. Uh, yeah. So, see you guys at the game. Go Knights. Charge on. Dominate each other.